Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm here in uh, Kampala, Uganda, in East Africa, and today we're going to talk about value-minded. You know, we're going to talk about the customers, your customers, and deciding who and what customers are a good fit for you and suggest that you get rid of some customers. Is that possible? Yes. You should actually fire or move away from some customers and refuse to do work for them. Would that be true? Yes. Let's talk about the value-minded person. First of all, I've got to mention that uh, you could line up any group of people, any, any group of, of anything, and just divide them into different subgroups. And I'm going to divide the uh, general customer base into three major groups, just in thought pattern. I'm going to call the first one the premium-minded. You know, these are great people. They're usually very affluent. They're very wealthy uh, for whatever reason. Uh, oddly enough, I usually say the, the premium-minded people are generally a second or third generation in a, a very successful legacy. But these are the people that don't mind spending money they don't mind and it's fine they're gonna fly first class they're not gonna go uh, to a foreign country sit on an airplane for nine hours 15 or 13 hours whatever length without being in first class you know that's fine but I'll tell you the difference between coach and first class could e easily be the difference between twelve hundred dollars and twelve thousand dollars that's quite a bit of money to be premium minded that's a customer that you know most of you are not gonna try to rub shoulders with and most of you listening in this starting and getting started you know unless you're supplying to them some uh, service like mowing their grass or doing their 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 uh, landscaping you know uh, I'd still be careful with that customer because you know when they're premium minded I, I, I watched and they're very uh, tempted to just move around without loyalty to their suppliers group number two would be those that are what I would be cost-minded. You know, they're the entire other end of the spectrum. And you need to know these groups because if you don't understand these groups, you'll, you'll make a mistake and maybe be catering after somebody that really doesn't meet you and meet your, your company. So, you know, the cost-minded person, I don't want to be uh, derogatory here, but, you know, they're going to buy the China-made uh, shoes, the China-made plasticware, anything made, the cheaper they could possibly buy it they're going to compare and just look at cost just based on cost this is the cheapest thing I can possibly get doesn't matter if it's a uh, 10 cents more or 10 cents left I'm going for the cheapest and so you know these cost-minded people I would probably avoid again because you're going to be competing with things and other people I call it like grubbing down for the bottom of the barrel you're going to be working your tail off trying to be the lowest supplied the lowest cost supplier to these customers and you know it's just not worth it you're going to be competing against somebody right down the road that's also lowest priced it could work but at the end I suggest that not be your target my target is what I call the value minded customer the valued-minded individual. And that individual is somebody that's going to look at a, a product or service and determine that, you know, for the money I'm paying, the amount of money I'm paying, this is a fair value for my meal, for my transportation, for my room and my hotel, for my airfare, whatever it might be. They're going to say this is a fair and, and, and fair value-minded product for what I pay. 
That's who I focus on. We have three big customers and we appreciate the teamwork that we have with them. We appreciate that they are value-minded. We appreciate that when things change, we can come to them and explain why our price maybe have gone up slightly. With them being value-minded, they understand that. They're not looking for the absolute bottom dollar. One time with our, about two years ago, with our biggest customer, they actually, one of the buyers in there, shifted their attitude and went to the lowest cost supplier on a family of parts that we had. And you know, that family of parts, when you added up the annual sales was $750,000. And they wanted me, this one buyer, shifted their attitude within the, the actual general attitude with my customer was value-minded customer, but they went to the cost-minded. And they went and determined that they could get this part, this family of part made in a foreign country for 25% less what I was paying, being paid for. You know, I had to look at my numbers and I had to determine, you know, that family apart went away. We did not make those parts for about 15 months. And we all were kind of betting, almost anticipating, almost joyful inside that we thought that would come back to us. And sure enough, that, that, that supplier that was a value supplier, bottom dollar, uh, providing that family of parts at the lowest cost, couldn't keep the quality. And after about 15 months, we got the phone call and my customer said, they never apologized, that's not in character to them, they said, but could you start making those again and really, really fast? And we did, we were happy to do that. Let me give some examples of value. So we're a value-minded supplier to each one of our customers. And frankly, we have a few new customers, that's one of the considerations. Are we just a cost-minded uh, uh, supplier to a cost-minded customer, or are we a value-minded supplier to a value-minded customer? And we've now had a chance to look at about five new potential customers, and we found two of them that in one case, on the second order, when we quoted it, we gave them a price and they said, you know, you actually have priced it too low. We're going to go ahead and give you the order, but here's the value that you should be charging us. We're going to increase the sales price. That doesn't seem to happen very often. That's a value-minded customer. We can be loyal to them. We can be dedicated to them because we can talk when there's problems and there's issues. They're not going to fly away just because our cost went up a little bit. And so that's what you're looking for. You know, I'm standing outside a restaurant here in uh, Kampala, uh, Uganda, and when they're showing the menu and they're showing uh, their, the, the, the plate of food that's going on by, I think the slogan is uh, where, where, your, where your money uh, gets you more or something like that. And you know, that you can see it. They're providing a, a generous portion of food for a very fair price. I just um, got, got a cup of what's called Americano coffee, uh, and here you can see a picture of it, and you'll see that they added, didn't pay for it, but just a small cracker, a small ginger snap cracker that came with my coffee. They're wanting to show me that they're a value-minded customer. You know, that happens back in my home, home state, uh, my home city. There's a couple restaurants that Man, every time I go, I say, I'm coming back because I got such a value for my money. Now, if I take my wife out on an anniversary or her birthday or something like that, we're probably not going to go to that restaurant. 
but we're going to go to another restaurant that has a much higher uh, uh, environment and cost, but I still want a fair value for what I pay. Every place I think is this a fair value, value-minded. You might want to think, is this something you have a customer base that's full of any one of these groups? I suggest you move to value-minded customers and be a very value-minded supplier. Well, thanks for listening. I hope these are helpful. We give uh, honor uh, to, it's an honor to be with you and just uh, please share these uh, inspiring better business.